Hi there. So you might just have clicked on this episode since you thought how cool of a thumbnail this is. Well, I believe that this is quite normal since he's been working on it for two hours. But let's get into what matters, right? Today we are going to talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. You might know it as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on where you're from. But we're gonna be talking about it, right? That's that's what why we're here for, right? But before doing anything, let's talk about what matters. And I must admit that I did not keep my promise. I was the kind of guy who dreamed. And my friend, I promised you something. And promised myself something. I said to myself that I was going to keep pursuing this passion of mine, and that is podcasting. But what really happens behind the scenes? I'm the kind of guy who pursues excellence, and um, I didn't. I don't really want to admit that, but I somewhat seek perfectionism, even though I'm I'm more of a essentialist guy. I do believe that I don't really need many things, but for some reasons I always seek perfection, and this is something that bothers me. So let me admit something. For these last weeks, the last months, I believe, I did not publish a single episode, and the reason for that is because I was, well, finding excuses. I was always saying to myself that I have too many things to study. I have to turn to my team. I have to make sure to, well, work well with my science club. We have the Olympiad to prepare. We have so many things to do, and even though I had some time, I always said to myself, "Well, I just cannot do it. Like, I just can't do it." So, I was, I was. Just betraying you. I was just. Well, I promised you something, and I, I, I had a dream, but unfortunately, it was still on the pillow. I did not really chase it, pursue it. I did not turn it into a goal. It was more of a dream that I just dreamed of. It was something that I just dreamed of. So. Today, I have probably the biggest announcement to make. If you're new, I hope you listened. But dear friends, I'll start posting once a week, and this time I promise. Since if I don't, I believe that I'm not the right guy to talk to you about anything. We have so many things to talk about. We have books to talk about, movies coming out. We have so many things to talk about. There is there are so many research papers booming right now because of AI. We can talk about so many things, and this is the right moment to do so. So I promise you. I promise you, we'll be making episodes. We'll be publishing episodes every week, and once a week. Hope to go to two times a week eventually. Now I know I say it, I said it back in the days, but. Now I decided that I'm not gonna edit my podcast. I'm gonna talk freely, without cutting 
editing or doing anything like this. I'm not gonna produce something completely fabricated. I'm gonna make sure that I have a real conversation with you during which we're gonna talk, we're gonna exchange, hope you um, are the same. I don't know if it sounds pretty, pretty okay, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a conversation about something that we both appreciate and that is what you're here for. And today it's Harry Potter. So let's not get any further. We have to talk about something else, something a little bit more important, if not less, to be honest. But I'm not gonna edit my podcast since I want to make sure to provide you guys with a real content. To provide you guys with something that I'm proud of and something that I call, well, it's a real podcast, it's a real conversation. There's no filters behind what I say or what you hear. You know, and if I start fully editing my podcast, that might go against my principles and most particularly against my goals. And that is having a conversation with my audience. Now, let's get into Harry Potter. You may know this, but we start in this theory with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And the reason for that is because, first of all, it's the first book slash movie. And it's pretty much the introduction to the Harry Potter world. Between quotes. Well, our Harry Potter at first was really great. It was really great to read it. I unfortunately came when it was on the big screen. So I had to, first of all, read it. And the day after, you've seen it on TV. So I had a little bit of trouble between... I, have a little bit, I had a little bit of trouble between... Um, having enough time to digest what I just read since it was so amazing I just wanted to watch the movie but what about both of them? I know that some of you may have only watched the movies whereas some might have only read the books and today we're gonna be making a mix between those two since certain elements from the books were not really meant to be in the movies and certain parts of the movies were modified. Now let's start with the worst kinds of people there is in the world and also in the Harry Potter universe. I'm obviously talking about the Dursleys. Well, you know, those people are clear trash. They're not really meant to be called people or human since they're the worst kind of people that we can even imagine. Harry Potter, little Harry Potter, does not live any normal life. He does not have a normal room. He does not share any anything. He pretty much sleeps in a broomstick room. I don't know if it's more of a sleep or lives. You know, he, he more of a lives in a in such a thing. Now, if you think that this is not enough to prove that the Dursleys are the worst kind of people, just know that. A little kid, you know, 10 years old, 10 years old, 11, has to prepare every day breakfast. He has to serve the Dursleys, and I'm talking about three people for a single little kid who's not even tall yet to, 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 to touch the fridge, to touch the top of the fridge more specifically. But we're talking about someone who's not even 
grown up yet to prepare anything. He prepares breakfast, he has to always help them, he has to clean, he has to do this, to do that. And he is much of a slave. He is not a kid, he, he did not really have a childhood. You know, and this is sad. And knowing his background, I believe that the normal reaction of any human would be to help him, accompany him, and support him. Whereas the Dursleys did not do any of those things. They were more of a, well, you're gonna work for us. You're not gonna do anything. You're gonna work with, for us, not with us. And you're gonna work to be, um, to be fed, to have a place to sleep in etc. So it was more of a bad non-human relationship between both of them and this is sad to know but one day we have a little bit of a miracle that happens. Harry, little Harry Potter receives a letter from Hogwarts school of sorcery of wizards and witches more specifically. Well Magic, ma magic doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, right? That's what the Thursdays were always saying. There's no magic. Well, what if they did not simply want to admit that? You know, Thursdays receives this letter. They do not only receive one letter. They moreover receive um hundreds, thousands, maybe. I don't know if if you can say millions, but they receive a lot of letters from this so-called magic school. Is it still fake though? Well, let's see it. One day they, to not receive those letters anymore, go on a, go on somewhat of a private island, somewhat of a house, uh, pretty, pretty isolated from uh, from any living thing. Um, well, there is the big man, the goat itself, Hagrid. A big, tall, bearded man who walks in and says, Sorry about that. He says it this way, by the way. Just, just so you know, he says it this way. And we meet the goat itself, the greatest of all time. In Harry Potter, we have Hagrid, he walks in, and he's looking for Harry, whereas the Dursleys always push him to go. Well, what is a muggle gonna do a a anyways? He's not gonna do anything, he's a muggle, right? Well, we see Harry, Harry, who, whose birthday wasn't really... Did, it, did not happen at all. He did not have the right to, you know, share a piece of cake with his family, have some gifts as a kid, anything. But the goat Hagrid is himself brought a beautiful and I believe delicious cake to Harry that Dudley obviously ate. I hate this. Dudley, just he he ate it, and you know he became a rat for some reasons. I don't know. You know, if you if you know Harry Potter, I believe that you should 
we should uh, we should not talk about how Hagrid turned Dudley into a rat, but I just said it. No. And we have Harry who meets Hagrid. He's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I believe that we should call Hagrid Harry Potter's father. He's literally his father. He's somewhat of a father figure to Harry. He refers to him as you know, he, he does not specifically say father or anything, but he more of a sees him as a father. And this is what's beautiful between this is what's beautiful about their relationship. Now we have Hagrid who tell him, well, you're wizard, Harry. Harry. He says it like this, Harry. You know, so we have Harry who's a wizard and they cannot really believe it. Who can, even, who, who can even imagine that a kid who lives in a little tiny room can ever be a, a wizard? Well, that's the case since Lily and James Potter did as well learn magic. Both of them were witches and well, wizards. No, both of them. And they were both brilliant, I bet. So, well, he must know everything about his parents, right? That's what Hagrid, Hagrid thought as well. But what if I tell you that the Dursleys are so bad that, you know, Lily's unfortunate, Lily's and James unfortunately died in a car accident. That's what they told Harry. How can two of the most brilliant wizards and witches of the time die in a car accident. How could you ever conceive such a thing? Well, that's what dumb Dursley's said to Harry. Now, for some reasons, I believe that he uh, thought that it was a, the truth, but he was a little kid. We should not really, you know, we should not really think about such a thing right now. But we have Hagrid. Who tells him that he's a wizard, and once he do, once he does that, he takes him to, well, the 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 most magical place there is out there, and that is where you find your wand, you find many things, and he needs a lot of things, right? He needs furniture, and the reason for that is because he was admitted to Hogwarts. He has to go to Hogwarts, since his name has been written since his birth. Now, he has to buy his books, do this, do that, do a lot of things. Well, talking about money, his parents had a little bit of a fortune, to be honest. Slash, um, a lot of money, a lot of money. And uh, Hagrid took a little thing a little i'm talking about a little red um sort of stone shaped thing and harry took uh, money they bought uh his books furnitures and then they had to buy the wand which is probably the most important thing for a wizard. 
the wand. Now, the wand chooses its wizard, not the opposite, you know? What about Harry? Harry is known for, for, for having a scar on his head, but, you know, this scar is was was initiated was made was caused by wand now harry got his wand but for some reasons his wand is pretty much the sister of the wand that gave him the scar so well we have we have someone he tried to kill him when he was a little kid and he, he, he used a wand that is the sister itself of Harry's wand well that's strange a little bit right now once he learns that he goes to Hagrid that's when he learns that you know the one who shall not be Named Voldemort, gave, uh, Voldemort gave him this scar and had the same wand, more of a sister of the wand. Now, let's go a little bit more further. Harry meets Ron once he goes on uh, the platform nine three quarters. The train he goes and he meets a little kid who's the same age as him, it's his, fir his first time going to Hogwarts so it's a little bit stressed as well you know, we have Ron who's this little kid, well, what's your name? well, I'm Harry, Harry Potter and then we realize how Harry is famous, even the little of the little, the little kids know his name and that's when well, he asks him about his scar and you know the you know the drill as we say he shows it to him and he does this he does that we talk we talk we talk and anything of the trolley now Ron's all packed up he has uh, enough to to eat but what about Harry Harry does not have anything he did not buy, bought any candies he does not have anything but he does have something that nobody more of a somewhat not no, nobody really has he has a lot of money for a little kid so he buys everything that he shares with Ron now that's not really important since we have a little witch that comes and sneaks in the same the same room Chabin if you want to Hermione we have Hermione who sneaks in well she says um, my name is Hermione and you are when talking to Ron pleasure he's uh, he says Ron Weasley she says pleasure and then she meets Harry Potter and she has pretty much the same reaction as Ron well, she shows off a little bit of a magic to both of them. She's flexing a little. But let's go beyond that. Let's talk about what really matters. Let's talk about, you know, Hogwarts. 
Now, Hogwarts we meet a little kid, a little blonde that everybody seems to love, called, well, Draco Mindful. Oh, oh, I said it the wrong way. Draco Malfoy. This little blonde little kid is loved by everyone. Everyone loves him. There's no one that hates him. Except those little three kids. Oh, Draco's from a big family. And he does not have the best reputation out there. Knowing that Harry Potter is Harry Potter. Well, he says we have a star in school. We have this figure in school. And this is really cool, right? Everybody wanna wanna be friend with a with a star. Everybody wanna be friend with a celebrity. Everybody wanna be friend with a miracle, literally. But Harry does not is Harry is not impressed by his fame, by his money, or by his power. He's more of disgusted by his attitude, and he's quite right. I'm not gonna lie, he's he has the right to have his own you know to think whatever he wants about Draco. Now the sorting hat a little old hat the sides of everyone's house. If you're a student, depending on your character, personality, you are going to be sorted in a house. Now we have four houses, half or buff. Gryffindor, Slytherin, and Ravenclaw. Now, oh, I'm obviously like Gryffindor, but you know, just 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 so you know, Harry is the most the most impressive guy tonight, and everybody wants to know where he'll be sorted. Hermione is Gryffindor, and Weasley is Gryffindor, three, uh, four Gryffindors, no, now three Gryffindor, not four yet. And we have, well, Draco Malfoy is a Slytherin. But what about Harry? Where is he sorted? Well, everybody knows that being such a special kid means that you'll have a great future and having a great future somewhat means that you'll be a Slytherin because Slytherins do achieve great things maybe bad things but great things and Voldemort is the living example itself of what it's like to be great but bad and evil well the Sorting Hat really chooses and sorts you into your house depending on what you want more, 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 more importantly you may be the perfect faithful Slytherin but what about you? do you want to be a Slytherin? maybe not that's what Harry thought he did not want to be a Slytherin and he just wanted to be with his friends he wanted to be with Ron Dron Weasley. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like Professor McGonagall's accent. 
run wees. No, I'm not. I cannot do that. Just want to be with your friends out there. And finally, we have a decision. Harry Potter is in Gryffindor's house. Now we have Professor McGonagall, the coolest professor there is out there besides Snape. Who will who, who choose him? And we have somewhat of a little little lion. We have Dumbledore's. He's also proud of seeing such a thing. Know that maybe Harry's not gonna is not gonna turn out like Voldemort. Knowing that we'll still have hope. Especially since Harry is well the one. He's the kid that everybody waits for. He's the chosen. Now Harry learns a little bit about the school. He learns about Snape. He seems at first, at first, you know, seems like a bad guy. Your typical Disney evil character, the one that nobody loves, since he talks to the students in a really bad way. He sees them in a really bad way, with a really, with a, with a really bad. Um, look at his face he does all sorts of bad things people have the right to think of him as a bad and evil person but we also meet well we also have another thing the broom lesson the broomstick lesson more importantly i'm sorry for for such such a, such a mistake but the broomstick lesson is really important since every first year student needs to learn how to ride a broomstick. It's important for a witch or a wizard to do so. Now, Harry, for some reasons, has some facilities. Has has does does ride a broomstick easily. Now I'm just gonna I'm not gonna keep you waiting. Just so we know, his father was a seeker slash champion who was really good, talented, genius. And so it's more of a, it's more of a, in a blood thing or genetics thing. But then we have a little bit of a, of a trouble situation with Draco, this to this, he does that. Everybody knows it was interesting, but at the same time boring, I believe, since we did not really want to see that. But we have to get to what's important. Right? We have to know what's really important. Well, what if I tell you that there's a troll that comes in the school for some reasons? No, a troll is not really... Diff it's, not, it's not really easy to take down by yourself. You have to be a little bit skilled to defeat him. But Harry, Ron and Hermione, who was sad because Ron said that she was a pain in the little uh little paper. I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase the I'm gonna phrase it this way. She said that she was 
she, that that it was normal for her to not have friends because of her character and personality and she was sad and crying in the toilets but that's when a little savage troll comes into play he starts attacking her for some reasons that we do not know neither in the books or in the movies and we have little harry little ron who as heroes as usual come and save the princess and we have hermione saved at the end of the day everybody's proud but what about you know what about the other professors? Well, someone might have gone to the room or a place that's not really, uh, that's not really meant to, to, to be visited by anyone, right? Everybody sort of had to take had to use the situation to get out of this room, right? Everybody had to. I mean, that would be what everybody would think. Well, we have a little shy professor who goes there and, well, he was not really able to do anything because of Snape. Now, he was not able to do anything, but he might do something else next time. We have Professor Quirrell, who is a shy little professor who's known for his character to be, you know, little half-blood who teaches, you know, black magic and muggle studies who for some reasons does something a little bit sneaky for someone who's shy but then we transition to a more calm phase where we have well school now school goes a little bit great for Harry he lives his best life besides fighting monsters, trolls, you know. Then it's Christmas. Well, Harry does not have any parents, unfortunately, he does not have anyone to send him gifts, but should he receive some? At least he's a little kid. Everybody receives gifts. At Hogwarts, what about this little special kid that have that has no one to take care of him? Well, he receives the Nimbus 2000, which is the latest broomstick and the fastest one, and he receives something else, something more special than any other thing that we can even that we can ever imagine in the entire series. Now, just so you know, it was Professor McGonagall who gave him the Nimbus 2000, but what about the invisible cape? Well, he receives one, and I'm gonna spoil you a little bit. It was one of the three deadly hollows, you know, so who gave it to him? 
the rumors say says that it was Dumbledore's since it was his father's he just passed it on you know some people say that well Harry uses it to sneak in the um the here the uh, forbidden library since he learns of the philosopher's stone and he thinks that Snape might try to steal it and then he encounters two people to be more precise two professors Snape and Quirrell having an argument about you do not want to have me as your enemy professor Quirrell says Snape but I must admit that Snape is nothing to play with well there's a, there's a misunderstanding and Harry thinks it's Snape the villain so he continues he he tries to get the Philosopher's Stone before anyone but now we transition to more of a emotional emotional thing where we have Harry looks at at a mirror in which he's, he, he, he sees his father and dear Lily Potter and this was you know sad bad heartbreaking it was really difficult to see that but he sees them and after a conversation with Dumbledore's he understands that this mirror only shows what we want to see. But let's go a little bit further. We have now a villain for Harry Snape who tries to solve the Philosopher's Stone to revive someone who is known to be, you know, at the verge of death. To revive Voldemort, to be more precise. Well, a certain professor sneaks in the room to steal the the stone, right? Well, it was, you know, Professor Quirrell. Now, this little shy guy who has an attitude that makes you imagine that he cannot do anything tries to steal it. And we go through certain moment of adventures for the golden trio where we have Ron, Hermione and Harry do certain tasks such as playing wizard chess doing this and doing that to go into the right room or the, the room where they'll find the final boss they find Professor Quirrell, but was it? Was it really Professor Quirrell itself? I mean, himself. Well, mm, it was. It was not Professor Quirrell. Definitely not. It was the one who shall not be named Voldemort itself. So Voldemort was using Professor Quirrell's body. 
and his thoughts attacking Harry since he knows that Harry has the stone. The stone that will revive him. He starts fighting but for some reasons well he can't seem to touch Harry. He can't seem to you know if he touches Harry for some reasons he burns. But what is the reason for that? Well, we're gonna learn this a little bit down the road once we go through, I believe, Harry Potter and um, Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament. But for now, let's simply say that Lily, dear Lily Potter, is the goat. Let's just phrase it this way. He cannot touch it. Since he burns. Meaning that if Harry does touch him. Then he'll probably win since he'll end up burned. Right? Well that's what happens. Obviously. Obviously that's what happens. And now Harry has the feathers of a stone. And did you know, win against Voldemort or somewhat of a half version or half version of Voldemort. Let's let's say it this way. Half version of Voldemort. He falls asleep from exhaustion. And we go to more of a room where more of a more of a scene where we have Dumbledore. We have Harry who wakes up to see Dumbledore. But Harry says, Where's the stone? Where's the where's the philosopher's stone? It was Professor Quirrell. And we have you know I'm, I I got tired of saying goats, but we have Dumbledore who says, Don't worry, little kid, don't worry, Harry. The stone is safe, it was destroyed by Nicholas Flamel. And he has enough potions to live till his next birthday and to arrange all his affairs. So now everybody's happy, right? Everybody wants to, you know, just celebrate. Well, that's pretty much what happens, you know. We have Gryffindor who wins the House Cup since it has the most amount of points. Well, he earned at the last minute the most the, the most amount of points. Now everyone is happy. The Philosopher's Stone is destroyed. Nobody can revive yet Voldemort. That's pretty much the end. That's where everything ends. So what, what should we think of this book? movie well, well it was really great it's sort of an introduction it's it's literally a piece of art since it's um it made sure that people stayed in it's sort of a it's sort of a hook that managed to you know attracts people attention to this series to this story itself and this is why it's more of a masterpiece. It's, if not 
the masterpiece itself of J.K. Rowling. She did put everything into this first book since it was the biggest and it was literally the most important book out there since well it just allowed her to you know have a fan base you know so that's um that's what i think that's what happened and this is i believe what everybody thinks some say that it was not really great because it was a little bit boring it was not really it was not really moving there was no real action some say that this is the great the greatest book movie since it had harry potter vibes well i do believe that everyone has the right to have their own opinions they're both right we have for example the deadly hollows that had more of an obscure vibe rather than the harry potter vibe so i agree with both of them but it was really cool to read and watch this harry potter now it was really great for me to watch it but what about you did you enjoy such an episode tell me if you prefer such a format i believe that this is what a real conversation with you and with me also looks like hope you enjoyed it if you loved it don't forget to check out the youtube um the links in the description hope you loved it hope you all have a great day keep watching harry potter and uh, let's keep in touch to see the next chapter, right? Harry Potter and, you know, what's coming? We have the little room that's coming. So, so let's, let's go into Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. See ya.